This is a production of 1217 Media. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. As usual, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button, leave a like and some comments. Let me know what you think. I'd like to, to grow the podcast, have some dope guests on, uh, venture off into some new things, going to this season two episode, I believe 14, 15 right now. Um, also visit 94feetwithcoachjt.com. Got the merch, got some t-shirts, got some gears. HBCU season for all you HBCU folks out there. Um, shout out to Alcorn State University. Swag time, baby. Um, let's get into this uh, episode right here. Uh, my guest today uh, is the 2023 Sun Conference Champion, Florida Memorial University, Assistant Coach, Recruiting Coordinator, NAIA, Head Coach, Grand Prairie Playoff. Uh, she advanced to the 6A division uh, in that division. Let's see. 2017 UIL Champions, Duncanville, I believe, also was a head coach at Paul Quinn College, NAIA. Also, man, let's keep going. Head coach of the Dallas <laughs> ISD 5A. She's a WNBA pro trainer. Youth Camp Director as well. Currently, she is the uh, head coach at South Oak Cliff High School. Um, none other than Stephanie Cooper, head coach, women's basketball. How you doing, Coach Coop? I'm good. How are you? Thank good, you for having good. me today. Thanks for getting on. I know we've been back and forth trying to make this happen. Our time frame and time zone has been a little bit of an issue, but also you and everywhere. You've been traveling every weekend for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> you've been in and out. Um, how are you doing? I'm really good. Um, like you said, I've been traveling all summer. For some basketball camps, so finally getting settled in, um, being back in Texas, and then at the new school. That's what's up. So uh, before we get into the the current situation, uh, give us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. All right, so I am born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Shout out Shikari Richardson, repping for us right now, putting us back on the map. Yeah. Um, but I'm from South Garland High School. Graduated there. 2005. That's the home of Terrell Harris and most recently uh, Tyrese Maxey for the 76ers. So, you know, some come from a a really good um, Dallas Garland area. That's what's up. Shout out to Dallas. Got some people down there too. Um, Yeah. Outside of the game of basketball for yourself, um, being uh, being just a sports person in general, but then also what other sports growing up, how active were you as a, as a young lady in, in, the, in the sport of basketball and just other things? What other things did you put your time into as far as a- athletically or just being busy? Well, football, actually. So I was playing football before I got involved with basketball. Um, but once I got to high school, they just narrowed me down to like a one sport. And so AAU, uh, fall leagues, all that was just basketball all year round. That's what's up. Uh, so going on with uh, basketball, as far as like, let's say, women, men that you may have looked up to or remember your game after, who are some of the people you may have, kind of, you know that, okay, look, I was out there trying to get like them or putting some work like them on the court? Uh, Cheryl Swoops, Cynthia Cooper, anyone yeah. from the Houston Comets back then, but those two, uh, for sure, like I actually had this Cheryl Swoops shoe um, back then and would have the jerseys and I was like, this is who I am, I would claim Cynthia Cooper as my cousin since we had the last name. I was like, well, why not? But uh, those those are two, a couple of the greats. Um, Lisa Leslie, you know, for the post player, but I was more of a shooting guard. So everything Cheryl and Cynthia Cooper would do, I would mm-hmm. try to emulate. That's what's up. Um, got relatives, uh, sisters, brothers, anything like that? Yeah, I got a sister. I have uh, two sisters, three, two brothers. And so other sports Athletes, or was it just you, or was yeah, it? Yeah, no, they played everything. Um, my my stepdad was actually the our coach. Uh, 
So we grew up in there in baseball, football, basketball. My younger sisters were cheerleaders um, at the time. So it was like five of us just deep all weekends or sports. Uh, so really, that's where my competitiveness comes from. Um, but just the love of sports. And even now we get together on Sundays for football or baseball during the week. How 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 competitive was the household? Very. You know how it goes. The sibling fights over the remotes, everything, <laughs> basketball one-on-one. Um, even with my dad, like we would go at it on the court. So it really kind of just built me, made me into really the person that I am and type of coach and stuff that I am today. That's what's up. Um, as you know now, right, you said you do training. Uh, we're familiar with that world. It's different, right? They get access, yes. players get access to everything they need inside. They don't got to go outside in the blacktops in the, in the humid air of the, of the South uh, as, <laughs> as much as we did growing up. But um, what would you say right now has been the biggest, I would say, let's go positive though thing. What thing has been uh, that players get to take advantage of now that we probably didn't get to take advantage of back then? What's one of the biggest things that you see the differences in right now? Really YouTube and having access to so many drills, um, fundamental work, like you can research everything. Mm -hmm. uh, back then we would have to show up to a practice in order to get the information. But now they can just Google whatever, research whatever. They have videos for everything. So there's really no excuse um, not to know or build that IQ, but they can do everything. Like they have access to it. They can see it having the NBA, WNBA games that they can stream just from the phone, like highlights um, as fast as everything is coming out is a major difference. Opposed to us, we had to either be at the game or you had to wait to the news yeah. or, or something like that or up. the newspaper too, you know, back then. So let's, uh, let's jump into the high school career a little bit. Or oh, actually okay. I say, I asked a lot of guests this. So, so from your middle school time, as you know, high school is it, no matter where you're at. Next, I mean, depending on if it's freshman varsity, whatever JV. Mm -hmm. But what was something you said you had to add to your game as a as a as a lady baller from middle school to high school to be like, okay, now get some time on the court, be a mainstay on the court. What are some things you had to add to your, as they say, add to your bag? Defense, wanting to play defense, um, <laughs> really buying into to that because that's going to keep you on the floor the longest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, in middle school, like my eighth grade year. Offense was everything like I'm trying to break people's ankles and stuff like that. But then when you get to a high school level, it was all right. These girls, everybody's good. You know what I mean? Um, they don't just have one superstar. But in order to stay on the floor, you had to play defense. And I remember one time um, I had actually gotten to it with a coach, which kind of shows my maturity back then on a defensive drill. And it was one of those drills where, like, you just don't stop. You you stay on the court until you get a defensive stop. Mm -hmm. And I was over it. I was like, yo, what is this? <laughs> and then after my freshman year, you know, I got it together, started listening, matured a little bit more, um, and was able to see some more time. That's what's up. Um, going to high school, what was the biggest, I would say, not setback, but thing you had to reality check for you? Mm -hmm. Pers personally, what was something you had to go check yourself, like? outside of defensive things, something else like, you know, I got to, I got to change this or this is not as easy. I thought as it was. Everything, uh, just adjusting to the school and academics first, being able to, um, sorry, You're being good. able to, uh, 
That's that. That's that live high school action that's for that you. Live high it's, school action. It's all good. <laughs> Stay with the kids. The announcements yeah. going on. It's all good. Uh, oh, but the grades. So being mm-hmm. able or having a pass to play, um, I really didn't take like school was easy for me mm. at first. Uh, but once I started getting to like my tenth grade, sophomore, junior year, I really had to buckle down and like dedicate time to studying. That's what's up. Student athlete, got to do it. Yes, take care you of have business. to. Gotta and even now, I think that's one thing uh, these kids kind of struggle with from really COVID. COVID year hurt a lot of these kids that are now uh, jun- juniors. Mm-hmm. Junior seniors. Yeah, and seniors. And we're seeing it across athletics, number one, but also mm-hmm. just academically. Yeah. I think just overall, just academic base for all athletes got to be a bigger priority for every coach, all schools, more resources put into the athletes as well, too, because in high school, it's demanding of your time. You go to practice, right. you try to go to school, you got extra work. It's, it's, it's a, it can be a struggle. Yeah. Um, give me a highlight from your uh, high school career, something you remember, something that, that's, that you stamp like, okay, this is, I'll never forget this moment. Um, let's see. Really just playing uh, JV varsity, like as a freshman. Um, I think just making that team, the upperclassmen team, you know as a freshman mm-hmm. um, or a sophomore. And then I had injuries too. So just mm-hmm. being able to come back from my injuries and getting on the floor, um, that was big and exciting for me. So uh, if you don't mind, what couple injuries, like what? Me, uh, eighth grade, I tore my ACL mm-hmm. uh, on one of these legs. I've had multiple surgeries on both knees, most wow. recently, like four years ago. I tore my ACL again. Still hooping? An adult. Uh, actually getting uh, off the school bus, you know, missing that step, that geez. bottom step. It was raining. It was dark. It was late. We just got back from a, oh, uh, a college showcase. And geez. yeah. So, so I've always had knee problems. That's how I got into coaching just right out of college because I already knew, like, I'm not going to be gotcha. or anything like that. What was the biggest transition then? Because I know come me too, I jumped into it anyway. No mm-hmm. injury, thank God. But I was like, I knew I wanted to be a coach personally anyway. But what was that? Okay, now what was that like going from player to coach? Like, hey, I'm I'm done playing, but I'm trying to coach you, but I'm still, you know, how was that transition? Uh, it was kind of easy for me just because of college. So I did a lot of intern internships. I was already coaching. Uh, I was a kinesiology major. Mm. So we were going into like the elementary, middle schools and teaching. Um, so I think that really just vetted me mm. early. Um, to really understand like what it was that students need, knowing the difference. So I never really came. That transition was easy because it's, I was taught, you know, in the college trained setting, um, how to be a coach, teacher first, but I had the mentors, the the professors there to kind of coach me along the way. Um, So that really helped. We'll be right back with more 94 Feet with Coach JT. You're an entrepreneur. You take risks. You're a trendsetter who stands out from the crowd. You're a business owner who makes more than just money. You make a difference. Sargent Branding Firm exists to help you do what you do best. Change the world. Get everything you need to elevate your brand and have a professional website at sargentbranding.com. Vicky Cakes Dairy-Free Pancake and Waffle Mix is the heart of breakfast. Bring your family back to the table for good food and good memories. Shop now at VickyCakesOnline.com. 
And now, back to the show. As you started this coaching journey, what was one of the toughest things you had to, like, uh, I guess, realize, like, okay, I know sometimes even me doing it, like, I'm not playing anymore. I know I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, mm-hmm. communication-wise, we cannot, for me personally, talk to athletes the same way we got talked to. <laughs> exactly. And that's really uh, the last couple of years I've seen that, noticed that transition. Um, we can't coach how we were, especially like with practices. And even now you mentioned not being on the outside court. I found an outside court when I was driving this morning. So I was like, oh, we have to have like a boot camp out there just to get them uh, <laughs> Cause it's been like 108 degrees. I believe that. Oh, I already know. It's so been. I said one or two days. We got to go out there just to teach them, kind of build that dog in them, and let mm-hmm. them know, like, this is how it started. You know, on the blacktop, right? Net chain or not net chain, the chain net, all that. You know? Double rims, all that. You got to make shots. Yeah, we yeah. don't have to get out there. Yeah, they definitely spoiled now. They definitely spoiled now for sure. Public school cracking. Uh, Let's let's get what about the as far as, you know, right now you've been traveling a lot, right? How much of a man? And one is dope. I think I love I, mean, I love to travel. I love basketball. Mm-hmm. But to be able to do that and give guidance, give um, clarification, give teaching to students, to players across the states like you've been across yeah. the states. How mm-hmm. rewarding is that for you knowing where you started, uh, where you came from, what you're doing now to be back though in, in, in Texas doing what you do. But just as far as that being a move, your 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 brand, uh, what you do different students, different uh, players across the states. Yeah, uh, I love it. That's one reason why I work with the certain organizations I do. Um, PGC basketball, um, Mm. Nancy Lieberman camps. I did some Dallas Maverick camps. I just wasn't able to do it this summer, but I really worked with PGC over the summer and Recruit Nation as well. And so I get with companies that really teach the game of basketball and that they have really structured um camps and combines and so it's rewarding for me because i do get to go to other states as you said and really see the difference of style and play so like this summer i was able to go to uh arizona tempe or tempe Tempe. arizona yeah tempe Tempe, arizona state university Mm -hmm. um and i spent the week out there for a pgc camp and those kids like it's just a different style of basketball and i can really appreciate it Mm -hmm. going to california same thing Mm -hmm. even being out in florida the last year um of course nothing really compares to texas i'm always ride or die and say we had the best uh athletes here basketball football any of them but it's rewarding for me because i do get to meet so many kids and i actually keep up with them like we follow each other on twitter and I'm able to track them and help them as they get to high school with recruiting um, and just those ties that I have with college coaches. But it's just my way to giving back. I really feel like this is my purpose. And so as many uh, kids that I can influence and really just help the grow the game, especially with the girls on the girl side, like I've seen some phenomenal girls like wearing good hands. Um, oh, they got oh, yeah. Eighth grade, ninth grade, like seventh grade, uh, six, six, seventh grade classes. Like is some girls that, that they're dunking, huh? they're already hitting rim, like touching rim. So everybody's talking about, you know, bring that excitement, lower their goals. We don't need that. Um, but this yeah. next generation, like they're really getting it. That's dope. I oh, see that's dope to see. Yeah, it's a lot of a yeah. lot of digging ladies on here in, in on the West Coast too, for sure. I was up in uh I mean locally too, but I was covering mm-hmm. the actual women's PBA in Alameda and women's game alone though too was growing out there. They have a women's real legit pro league, Euro basketball yeah. league season two this year was dope. Um got to cover a lot of that stuff out there for them, but 
even mm-hmm. younger, younger girls game and women's games they're definitely growing evolving um so this is your first year at oak cliff yeah south, okay. oak, cliff high south oak cliff high school all right so um for those i'm sure your locals will be tuning in when, when this drops uh mm-hmm. what uh what are some things they can look forward to uh from what you're bringing to the table in the program and again if you you've been in coaching a while i have too you know it takes it takes work to either turn a program around or maintain a program but what is the kind of like what are you basing the foundation of, of work on and what you what they expect this year from your, your team uh, so this team is still young. So we have a lot of 10th graders, um, a few freshmen that I'm meeting right now, but mainly 10th grade, that 10th grade class is kind of stacked. Uh, I have three seniors returning. And so for me, it's just establishing the foundation um, of culture and really building their confidence. These, these girls have been, they've been through a lot. Um, on and off the court, but they're still persevering. And I think now um, just the attitude and that mindset that I bring in is something that's really going to fine tune the direction that we're going this season. Uh, we are going to, to I'm going to claim it now, we're going to San Antonio. We're going to make that trip, okay? Um, 5A is that, though. I mean, we got to get through Frisco schools. We got to mm-hmm. get through um, like a Denton guy or so many, but I'm confident that we can do it. We have the the skill, the athleticism. I got some height. Um, they're bought in. They've been working hard throughout the summer, which is kind of different because I was doing some stuff on Zoom. But my assistant coaching staff really held it down uh, for summer workouts. And uh, they're good kids, too. So now it's just showing them the way to go. Like, they've had a really good foundation. Um, they have a rich legacy at South Oak Cliff. This was home to Gary Blair, his first uh, coaching stop and you know they've won championships under him back in the 80s and friend Harris and um, for me it's just bringing the historical purpose and value back to these kids so that mm-hmm. they know who walked these halls before them uh, and then what is it their legacy that they want to leave behind and really jumping in line like our football team is known they won state championship back to back so they're going for a three-peat so the the culture, the excitement is there for sports because mm-hmm. of what the coach Todd has did with football. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, I'm the type of coach I have that. Um, yeah, I got the the skills. I got the rings, you know what I mean? And so just trying to bring all that here to South Oak Cliff. And we have a great athletic director, too, and Coach Mays. And so he feels like, uh, you know, I'm the missing puzzle to just these sports program. And the kids are buying in and I'm excited. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, as we know, I'm not sure, you know, if the coaching, if you're blessed, it is financially good to you. However, yes, it's not about the funds like that. Because people are like, why do you do it for so long? I think this is going on year 17 for me, mm-hmm. maybe 18. I don't keep track anymore. But how is it? How's the feeling of it when you say, like, former players or mm-hmm. parents come back and say, hey, thank you for what you did, or I appreciate you for doing this, or I didn't realize back then, but now it's five years later and you see your old player coach, like, hey, I appreciate it. What type of feeling does that do for you personally? I mean, that's the best feeling based on you ran down my bio, but um, I think something that really put things in perspective for me when I was at Grand Prairie two years ago, I was able to hire um, an alumni uh, player. She played basketball there. My first year there, I was trying to establish um, an alumni program and, and get back to the community, which is something I'm doing here at SOC. But 
she was able to come and be my assistant coach. And then when I left for FMU, she was actually promoted to the head coach. And so for me, those are the things that I get the most joy out of. And if I had to pinpoint anything on the resume, it's like being able to hire those kids who did what they're supposed to do, you know, through the game of basketball, finished college. And then now they want to get into teaching. And even here, I was able to hire um, an assistant that my assistant coach, Rosie Davis, she played at Duncanville High School, and I knew her from being at Duncanville. She was there before I coached there. But just that legacy of having the Pantherette in the system, I think that's big for me. So I'm excited to have her on my staff this year. But for me, I love that. Like, I have two other players um, that recently graduated from Grand Perry, and they're going to be volunteering and, and helping me along the way. Um, so when those kids do what was right, you know, do what's asking them, and they, they let this basketball journey carry them to the next level – I think coaches, it's our responsibility to give them those jobs, give them those opportunities and, you know, vouch for them and speak up. And that's just a part of me being a mentor. That's what's up. Yeah, doing doing service forever. That's, yes. that's, that's, I mean, that's really what it is, right? Service to all mankind. There Shout out to Kepa Alpha Incorporated. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so let me get that. Let me throw that in there real quick. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, speaking of uh, just as far as the mentorship, um, you personally, what, let's say, you know, every player's and coach relationships are different. I don't care how people look at it, right? Mm-hmm. But do you intentionally try to build individual bonds with each player or just find some type of, because you can't really guarantee it's going to be a bond there, but some type of connection with each player because everyone is different. Or do you just kind of let it naturally come or do you make an intentional, like, okay, I want to find something about each one of my players I can kind of connect to? Because if they trust each other first off, but also if they do trust you and buy in, they'll do whatever for you. Right. Um, you said it just that everything really individual uh, relationships, but I, I'm big on team bonding and community service. Mm-hmm. And so in those moments, really just being together as much as possible. Um, and that's probably is the collegiate experience, you know, like we're all stuck there. We don't have family, so we do everything together. And so I kind of bring that concept to the high school level. Um, and like you said, not everybody connects on a certain level to where when they go into adulthood, like they're texting me all the time. It's not like that with all my players, but they do know if anything happens, they can call me. You know what I mean? Um, On certain things, they know if they wrong, I can't support, but uh, I'm still going to love them at the end of the day, but it's all that. So if it's some players I'm closer to um, and it just really comes down to, that relationship but just the bond and and what it is how how many things we have in common or not but i have a son too and so i'm able to relate to these kids because he's like 18 he's there a lot of their age anyway so i think that helps me as well um with how to build those relationships with these young athletes oh yeah right but you (laughs) for right there with it yeah um oh speaking of that though okay let's flip it around parents Yes. Parents and, and athletes are different these days. So uh, yes. how is your, you know, what's your theory on the parent? I mean, how do you, how do you navigate that space with, to, to yeah. get parents to really buy in or if they choose to do something else, you know? Now that was, uh, I actually thought about the parents when you asked me what was the biggest transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, the college train part, but the parents, how to deal with, communicate, and really just remind them that we all have the same goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had any really parent like major parent issues because early on in season, I established that foundation and let them know, like, this is what it is. This is our goal. This is how we're going to get there. But I do need y'all's help. 
Um, so just really overly communicating with parents, I feel like is the best and something that they can appreciate. Um, I try not to do things or give them last minute information, mm. especially knowing if they have younger siblings or really just with their jobs, they don't have time to kind of, you know, be as flexible um, with last minute things. And so I haven't had any major issues with parents, but I do establish that the, the boundaries early on. All right. So I know in the aspect of time, you got, you, you got the school ground working right now. But at the end of the every interview or show, as we know in basketball, the triple threat is you dribble pass and shoot the basketball. However, okay. for, for, for your new new parents, um, new players who will be listening, anybody, new viewers as well. Um, just give me your personal triple threat, though. Three things that you personally like stand on, put your stamp on and like people will know like, oh, Coach Coop. Oh, yeah, that's her. I, I can tell that's Coach Coop. So give me your three things, your triple threat right now. Oh, that's a good one. Triple threat. They can be non-basketball related. Whatever, anything. yeah, anything. Okay. Um, first, they know that I, or community service, is going to be a must for me and any program that I'm a part of. Um, and that really just helps the kids and, and just our networking mm-hmm. and sponsorships. Um Dang. Mindset. Like I have a growth mindset. Um, and so I try to instill that with my players as well and, and showing them like there's anything you want to do, you can really do it if you put in the hard work and if you have a mindset that not being comfortable and continuing to stretch and grow. Um, even when a lot of the camps that I go to, usually I'm like, the oldest person there, you know, and everybody else is like fresh out of college and they're like, coach, what are you here for? But it's so that I can uh, just stay locked in the game. So having a growth mindset, community service, and then um, respect. Ultimately, Um, I don't get into politics, any place or organization that I go, I leave that to those who want to participate. And it's like, I'm just here for if it's basketball or the teaching part, you know, and about the kids at the end of the day. So as long as the kids are flourishing, they're happy, they're getting all the recognition and everything that they deserve, then then I'm fine. So respect, community service, and having a growth mindset. Respect, community service, having a growth mindset. Appreciate yeah, you, appreciate you. Uh, there you go. Yep, triple threat. Um, best of luck to you and your team this year. I know it'll be exciting. Definitely going to be tapping in, uh, watching, see how they're doing, see how you guys are doing. Uh, appreciate you taking time out your day uh, to hop on with me. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I know like you're excited about this move. I can tell. Got some dope uh, The visuals behind me and a big lot of the school with mascot behind there. Definitely. Okay. They see I it. see they it. See yeah. it. <laughs> All right, man. You guys heard it here first live in person with Coach Coop and Coach JT on 94 Feet with Coach JT. We out. Thanks for listening to 94 Feet with Coach JT. Subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, and follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This is a production of 1217 Media.